0: Welcome to the First Church Podcast, a resource of First Church of God in Columbia City, Indiana. Our goal is to provide you with tools that you can use to help you in your new or growing relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Jordan Chapel, the middle school pastor here at First Church of God. Welcome to the podcast. Today we are uh, wrapping up in our uh, portion of the Timeless series where we go over the wisdom literature, um, and and that's all the books of poetry, and today we're in Song of Solomon, and and Song of Solomon is uh, honestly, it's intimidating. Uh, the languages uh, in the books of poetry, it's uber poetic um, and sometimes really hard to understand um, because it's coming from, first off, a point of view from the ancient Near East, um, and, and second off, the, like I said, the language is so poetic that it can be hard to put together like meaning or substance. And, and I would encourage you, as you dig into this book, one of the resources that I have found most helpful uh, for understanding this book is a book called The Mingling of Souls by Matt Chandler. And so I would encourage you to check that out. It kind of walks through uh, the book of Song of Solomon and um, really outlines what's happening. And what is happening here is we see this progression throughout the course of the book of this couple who's moving from uh, attraction to this uh, more serious level, Chapter three, we see a wedding take place. Um, We see what happens after the wedding. We see um, them struggle through some fights. Uh, It's a really interesting book that kind of progresses the timeline of a marriage relationship. And what I find so fascinating um, about this book and about marriage and, and how this book is pointing us towards, I think, a greater truth inside of marriage is that marriage is a picture of the covenant that we have made with God. Just like Israel in the Old Testament made this covenant with God, uh, Song of Solomon would have reminded them of the seriousness of this covenant and it would have pointed to the truth of the covenant inside of them uh, walking out these marriage relationships. Relationships, And um, it's important to understand marriage as a covenant because the alternative is marriage as a contract. And when you're viewing it as a contract, and, and we see this in the book, like there's this weird, um, like if you don't do what I th- what I th- expect you to do or what you said you're going to do, um, then you've not upheld your end of the contract and I'm going to bounce because I don't have any uh, moral or legal or social obligation to, to hang around anymore because you haven't fulfilled your end of the covenant. And what we see playing out in Song of Solomon is an entrance into a covenant instead of a contract. That, that both parties are saying, I'm committing to this regardless of what happens, regardless of how I'm treated. Like I'm choosing to stay around, and yeah, I might get hurt, and yeah, we might have to walk through difficult things, but I'm choosing in this moment to stick around for the long haul because that's the covenant that God made with us. Just like we talked about in Genesis, in, in chapter 15 in Genesis, that God always upholds his end of the covenant. And so marriage is a picture of the covenant that we get to enter into with God, the new covenant that Jesus offers us. But then marriage is also a picture of the gospel. It's two people who are continually showing each other grace and commitment, like we talked about with the covenant, regardless of merit. Now, there might not be forgiveness and grace uh, that's always deserved, but it's always extended. You're given the entirety of your life to, to be seen and known by someone, someone who at your core is able to see all of your guilt, your shame, your flaws, your scars just kind of laid bare for them to see. But they, in uh, acting in grace, are able to see all of those things and not define you by those things, but are able to see you for who you are and love you all the same. And they get to respond with grace regardless of past hurts or mistakes. And in that way, marriage is able to replicate the gospel. And we see um, Solomon and the Shunammite woman walking through this in Song of Solomon that they they kind of lay bare like, here's my hurts, here's the stuff I'm bringing to the table. And the other one of them gets to respond with grace and this covenantal love um, That that endures and is long suffering. And so it's such a good reminder for us as we define what marriage is in our world. And it's such a good reminder for us as we try and um, try and figure out what it looks like to walk with Jesus in the midst of relationships. And we get this beautiful opportunity that as we um, try and define what marriage is and try and walk out a godly representation of marriage for the world to see, we get to display the gospel for others to see, for the world to see, that uh, they might look at our marriages inside of the church and say, man, you, like, you do let one another down, but you're constantly responding with grace and love and mercy, and you're showing each other kind of this unmerited favor. How do you do that? And then we get to say, we've been shown those things by the sustainer of life. We've been shown those things, and our response to being shown those things, it is to actively then go. Uh, just pour those out on other people. And so marriage in the book of Song of Solomon is an entrance into a covenant. It's a picture of the covenant that we have with God, but it's also a picture of the gospel um, that that Jesus is actively redeeming all the broken things of the world and that we get to actively take a part in, in redeeming um, broken relationships and saying, okay, my marriage is going to actively display the gospel for all to see